0: This is Transforming Truth with the life changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer.
1: And good morning, Detroit. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast. We want to take a minute to thank you for tuning in. It's Saturday night. You could be doing a lot of things, and you're tuned in at the right station at the right time, and God has a supernatural word that he wants you to hear tonight, a word that's going to change your life. Listen, the anointing of the Spirit of God is in this radio station right now, and we believe tonight that if you don't touch that dial, if you stay tuned in, your life will radically be transformed by the supernatural power of Jesus Christ so we want to thank you for tuning in we have an awesome broadcast for you tonight we know that your life is going to be changed We want to remind you tonight that everything that we do, our broadcast, is archived on our podcast. So if you go on iTunes, you can look up On the Road with Chris Palmer, and you'll find the broadcast. If you have a loved one or somebody that wasn't able to hear tonight, you can find that. We also want to let you know right off the get-go that we'll be hosting Supernatural. Chris Palmer Ministries is hosting Supernatural Friday, March 8th at 7.30 p.m. at the Baronet Renaissance Hotel in Novi, Michigan. We have the whole ballroom reserved. It will be packed out wall-to-wall, and it's free for all ages, so we want you to bring people that are sick, if somebody has exhausted medical resources, grab them and bring them. Bring them in their hospital beds. It doesn't matter. Just bring them to the service, and we're going to pray for every single person that needs a healing touch from the Lord Jesus Christ, and we know that the power of God is going to touch those people. We've had testimonies coming back. People, their blood has been cleansed. Doctor verified. People that have been healed of asthma. One lady, she came. She's been struggling with asthma her whole entire life, and she was instantly set free. We've had people come healed of cancer healed of leg problems so bring people that are sick Bring people that need a touch of God's deliverance. If you know people that are depressed, people that are contemplating suicide, bring those people and we're going to lay hands on them and the power of God is going to totally set them free. We're live tonight in the studios. We'll be taking calls, 313-838-1035. Again, we're going to open up the phone lines here shortly. So if you want to call in, you need prayer, 313 838 103.5, we're going to touch and agree with you tonight if you need a miracle, if you need healing. There's somebody you're listening tonight, you've been in severe stomach problems. I hear the Spirit of God telling me, you had you have severe stomach, there's a sharp pain in your stomach. God wants to heal you tonight, call in and we will pray with you. We've been talking about having a supernatural encounter with God. The word is The Word of God is a supernatural book. A lot of times, me and Pastor Reed were talking last week about how people read the Word of God. And they fail to realize that this is a very mystical book. A lot of supernatural encounters are happening, angelic activity, people are being delivered, a lot of demonic activity. Jesus Christ was the greatest power that anybody had ever seen. And he had a supernatural ministry, and part of that ministry that he had, which separated him from everybody else, according to Mark chapter 1, was the fact that he had a deliverance ministry. And so we've been talking about supernatural deliverance. And so we talked about deliverance from guilt, deliverance from addiction. I've been getting testimonies in our email of people that God has totally delivered. Uh, and then last week we talked about the history of the supernatural church. Tonight, I have a very special guest with me in the studio. Her name is Minister Amy Basil. She is an up-and-coming young preacher of God's word, uh, and she's with us tonight in the studio, and we're going to be taking calls live, so we want you to uh tune in and and she'll uh, is here to pray with you. but uh you know she's with us in the studio, Amy, I've had an opportunity to watch you grow. I've watched your ministry, I met you about a year ago, and uh you know one of the things that has impressed me most about you is your fire for the Lord. Is your passion and your zeal for God? But not only that, you can preach the Word of God. So we welcome you to the show, Amy. Good to have you Thank with us tonight. You.
2: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
1: Uh, now, the thing about Amy is, you know, she got started. You've been saved, what, uh, has it been a year and a half now?
2: It will be two years tomorrow. Two years? I'm oh, no, no, sorry, no, next month,
1: March. So your spiritual birthdays coming up?
2: Yes, March 3rd.
1: Wow. In just two years of being saved, uh, Amy has a, uh, you have just started your own ministry. Is this correct? Amy Basil Ministries? Yes. Okay. And she's, she's out there. She's preaching. People are getting delivered. People are getting set free. And people are getting saved. But the thing about it is, Amy, uh, you're here in ministry and a lot of girls look up to you. Young girls look up to you. Even people that are in their 50s and their 60s are looking up to you And as you preach the word of God. But it wasn't always that way.
2: No. Absolutely not. I, as a matter of fact, I look at it now and it is it is the last thing that I ever thought I was ever going to do. Being a preacher. Of course, yeah.
1: And being somebody that is out there preaching the word of God. Uh, we'll, we're talking tonight about your testimony, what God has done in your life. And I brought you on the show, Amy, because you have one of the most profound testimonies of anybody I've heard in the United States. What you experienced when I've been overseas in countries like Turkey and other countries like Bulgaria, Greece, mm-hmm. I've heard some of these testimonies, but very rarely have I heard a testimony like yours in the United States. So now if you're listening tonight and you have a young daughter or, you, or, or you're a young lady, I want you to stay tuned because you're going to hear Amy's testimony. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit home with you, and you're going to be able to identify. Amy, listen. First, tell the people what kind of home. You were born into a family. Tell the people what your family was like.
2: Well, I grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. I had Christian parents, and they made it very clear that Jesus was the way and this is how you have to live. But, you know, growing up, I realized that it was more along the lines of I looked at Jesus as rules and my way of not being able to do what I wanted to do, and I didn't look at him as a relationship in love. So I rebelled from the very beginning.
1: Wow. You rebelled from the very beginning. Very beginning. Um, when you started rebelling, at what age were you?
2: Oh goodness. I mean, if you were to really look back at like home videos, I, I was the one that was jumping up and down, acting crazy all the time. And, um, I always had to be center of attention and it started so young. And when I look back at rebellion, it, you know, things happened to me in my childhood that caused me to be very insecure with myself. So I'd have to say probably elementary school is when it all truly started.
1: And that's when the rebellion got in your heart. Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: What did, what did
1: you begin to think about the things of God, the things that your parents had taught you?
2: You know, we, we would go to Sunday school, and we would we'd go to vacation Bible school, and I grew up in the church, but it was never rooted in my heart. Wow. It was never rooted in my heart. I, I tried, and, but I, I just wanted to go out and have fun. I wanted to see the world, and I'm a very outgoing person, and I, I didn't want to be weighed down to rules.
1: And so you, the rebellion began in your heart just as a young girl, and then you began to act on this rebellion. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Well, you know, it started when I was in preschool, and I was molested by somebody who was not a part of the family, and what had happened was it caused me to be awakened to things I should have never known about. And um, you know, I look back on it now, and I see that's where my insecurity started and I didn't tell my parents and they didn't have any idea
1: so you were molested in preschool your parents didn't have any idea that you had been molested but now you're awakened to some type of uh, something that you're not supposed to really be awakened to until you get into your teenage years. Oh
2: yeah, I had no, I I was confused, I was ashamed I had guilt from that moment on, I had complete guilt and it caused me to to act out in a way where I just I craved attention and you know I, I had a good relationship with my father Uh, but it was, it was more of like a tough love type thing. So I was always trying to look to guys, even in like first, second grade, I had boyfriends one after another. It was just, I I was always looking for attention. I needed to be the center of attention. And I, I believe it was a very deep rooted, insecure thing. And this is,
1: then this is going to start taking your life over then. Yes. Before we get to that, we have a caller. We have Sean online too. Sean, you're on the transforming truth radio broadcast. We want to pray with you tonight. How can we pray with you, Sean?
3: Yes, good morning, Reverend Palmer. First, I just want to say that um, I've really been following your program here in the ministry, and I, you know, it's just so dynamic. Uh, I it, it it really makes an impact on my wife and I. Well, but
1: I want well, thank to, you, Sean. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support.
3: Thank you. And what I like prayer about is, you know, it's amazing because I told my wife. She's been having severe stomach problems now oh. for about two days. And I said to her about an hour ago, I said, wait till Reverend Palmer, Reverend Chris Palmer comes on and, uh, you know, we'll join in prayer. Wow. And the uh, first thing you said was someone out there is having severe stomach problems.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, Sean, are you with your wife right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I want you to lay your hand on her as the steward of your family. We're going to curse that pain in the name of Jesus. It's going to leave her right away, okay?
3: We're
1: going to have the
3: start barking. Hold on
1: one second. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, Let's Lord. go ahead and touch and agree. I'm going to pray for her, and then we're going to declare that that pain leaves, okay?
0: Okay.
1: Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, me and Amy... We agree in prayer right now with our brother Sean. And I come against this pain in Sean's wife's stomach in the name of Jesus. I break the power of that pain over her right now in the name of Jesus. Now I speak to you, pain. I command you to loose your grip over this woman. I command you to go right now in the name of Jesus. Pain, depart in the name of Jesus now. In Jesus' name, I command you to go looser now in the name of Jesus, and we give you praise for it now. In Jesus' name,
3: Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise I'm God, Reverend Palmer. Yes. You know, when I, I don't. Apparently, uh, you know, well, you know, we didn't have transportation. Apparently, we're not going to the right church because when, mm-hmm. when I hear you pray, I mean, it's just, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, wow. you know, wow. it's just, it's kind of new to me the, the way. I, I don't know. I don't have the vocabulary to yes, sir. explain it, but I'm really getting a lot out of your uh, ministry here.
1: Well, Sean, I appreciate it. I'm preaching tomorrow at Pastor Marlon Reed's church. It's at uh, three three o'clock p.m. at the River uh, in the NBC Suites in uh, Southfield, Michigan. So if you get a chance to come out to that, I would love to meet you and your wife. Uh, but email me at info at chrispalmerministries.com, dot com. Info at chrispalmerministries.com, dot com, and we'll connect. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, God bless you, Sean, and send me that testimony about your wife, okay? Oh well. Okay, be blessed. You too. So, Amy, we're talking about, uh, you know, you, things now in your life are going to start to take a turn for the worse. Tell me about what happens next.
2: So, I found myself, let's just skip to high school, Well, okay. before then. Middle school, I, I ended up losing my virginity at 14 years old, okay. and it was something I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. And that led me to, when I got into high school, it was very, I, I always thought that if a guy wanted to sleep with me, or if he found me attractive in any way, that that was my worth. Mm-hmm. That is what I found my worth in. So I ran around and just, I slept around and I made a name for myself. And how old are you? Right now?
1: And when this is happening? Oh, this
2: was 14, 15 years old.
1: And you're sleeping around at 14 or 15? Yes. Making mm-hmm. a name for yourself? Yes. Wow.
2: Brand new city. Moved wow. into a brand new city. And um, so I, that's what I did, and then I ended up partying so much in high school that um, I was drinking, you know, smoking, having sex, doing all these things, and I got so behind that I ended up having to drop out.
1: So you dropped out of school.
2: Yeah, I had to drop out, and I ended up getting my GED, which was very embarrassing for me. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I finished. Wow. But. You know, and that was, that was the streak of my bad relationships. That's when it all started. I started getting these relationships with men that were abusive physically and abusive emotionally. Wow. And I mean, that just tears you down right there. Absolutely.
1: So you're getting into these relationships. So now you're in high school. Tell me, um, during this whole time where you're rebelling, how are you feeling? Is there darkness in your life? Do you feel that you, there's a need? Are you, block, are you ignoring this need? Where are you at now?
2: I was extremely depressed extremely Did depressed. Did you hide it? I hid it very well. Mm-hmm. You know, 15, 15 years old, 16 years old, I had experience since I was little of hiding and lying and, and learning how to mask things and cover things up. I was a pro at it, truly. And nobody even knew. I, had, I was the party girl. Wow. Everybody knew me as, you know, if you want to know where the party's at, go ask Amy Basil. She'll tell you right where it's at. And that was my reputation. And, you know, I look back on it now and I found my worth. And if I had just... People liking me and they wanted to be friends with me, and I didn't care if I had to bend over backwards and do the craziest things. I would do that. And back then, it was like I was a leader of the rebellions. Wow. You know, and now it's a whole different story. So
1: tell me how it started getting worse. You shared some things with me about after high school, and now you told me you've been in jail twice. You told me, tell me about how this started happening in your life.
2: Well, what had happened was I was. I'm trying to think when it was. I was probably around the age of 18, 19 years old when I started getting in horrible relationships. And I was dating guys who would you know, physically abuse me. And what had happened was I started dating this guy in 2008, and he I knew he wasn't good from the beginning. I knew it, but I was so depressed and so lonely.
1: And you're looking to fill a void.
2: Of course. You know, this is how I look at it. We ache for the unconditional in a limited and conditional world. And if you don't know where to go for that, you will go to every empty well
1: absolutely so you go so you know what amy is saying tonight is is absolutely imperative is that when you are looking for something to fill the void the only thing in your life that is able to do that is an ongoing consistent relationship with jesus christ and so what she's trying to tell people, and I deal with this in my own ministry, mm. is that you continually look around, you search for things, not knowing that it's only Jesus that can fill the void. Exactly. So go on and with your story.
2: So what had happened was I was dating this guy for a while, and um, it got to the point where we got in this big fight one night, and I was driving home, mm-hmm. and I got pulled over wow. and in my subdivision, and I got an impaired driving
1: Right before you got home.
2: Yeah, right. I was so close.
1: (laughs) She was so close. So
2: close. Um, But yeah, so I ended up, you know, going to jail for about eight hours. And that was devastating. And I was very, you know, very depressed, very embarrassed. My family, I felt so bad. And, um, you know, I still stayed with them. I still found a reason. You know, to stay with him. And, you know, so then we, we dated even more and things got even worse. And I found out, you know, things he was doing behind my back. But I was at this point, I was so emotionally attached. I, I couldn't leave. I was so depressed.
1: No matter how bad he treated you.
2: It drew me in, in a very sick way. You know, I thought that if he treats me like this, then he loves me. Wow. He was very controlling. And I thought, you know, if he wants to watch my every move and figure out where I'm at, then he loves me.
1: Was he physically abusive? Oh,
2: yeah, definitely. Didn't start off that way but but nevertheless he was and um you know it came to the point where i was at the end of my end i couldn't do it anymore i I couldn't
1: so when you say that uh with depression yes with the drinking you were doing drugs Mm -hmm. you know did you ever contemplate uh committing
2: suicide i tried i was about to wow uh one night we had gone out to detroit with a bunch of friends and we'd been drinking and Um, we had a big fight and he took my keys and he left. And you know, that, that is when everything hit hard. I believe that Satan was, he's very patient when he wants to take somebody out and he watched me all my life. And I believe that this was the moment that he was waiting for, for me to just end it all. And, um, you know, I climbed on the park of this big, this top of this big, huge parking structure in Detroit In Detroit. And the whole way I knew what I was going to do. And it was the craziest piece I've ever had about, ending it. And I just thought, okay, this is it. I can't do it anymore. I'm depressed. I'm done. So I walked to the edge and I'll never forget in this moment, I was never more aware of myself than ever before. And, you know, I, I stood there and I remember looking over the edge and, you know, I could see the cars going by and I saw people laughing and having fun and I could hear the, the traffic from 75 and everything. And Wow. Um,
1: and, you're, and you're looking over the edge, no restraint, no guardrail. No restraint,
2: reel. no guardrail. And I thought to myself this is it and in that moment everything kind of got very quiet and I remember specifically just the wind hitting me and I remember my hair was blowing back and forth like I said I was never more aware of myself and my feelings and how I was feeling in that moment in that actual moment and I started climbing up and I'll never forget how cold that uh, cement was and I, I go to climb up and I had it all planned out I was going to stand up straight and I was just going to let myself fall right over. And all of a sudden, I go and I reach my left foot up, and I go with my arms to lift myself up, and I heard, not in an audible voice, but I heard this voice that I'd never heard before, and all he said was, but I love you.
1: Wow. You heard this voice say this right before before. you were about, how old were you at that point?
2: 22 or 23.
1: So much life left to live. Mm -hmm. 60 years. Left in your future, and you hear, you're about to take your life, and an audible voice says to you, but I love you. But
2: I love you, and it startled me.
1: Listen, folks, we're live in the studio, 313 We're talking to Minister Amy Basil. She's sharing her testimony. She was a drug addict. She was uh, an alcoholic. She was promiscuous. She'd been molested. She had a... A life of darkness, living a reckless life. And she's come to the end of her ropes and is contemplating suicide. And she's here in the studio about to testify how Jesus Christ completely turned her life around. There's people you're listening tonight. You might have just had a night like Amy's. You might have been the same Amy that was climbing up thinking about a way to kill themselves, about to down a bottle of pills with vodka, or somebody tonight you are at the end of your rope, and God wants to deliver you and set you free. The Bible says in Romans 2.11 that God is not a respecter of persons. He loves you, and we are here in the studio. We want to pray with you. If you need prayer, I want to turn Minister Amy loose on you tonight. Call in 313 838 one o three five, And we're going to pray the prayer of deliverance over your life. I urge you to call in tonight. Don't hesitate. Even if you have somebody that you know. If you're a mom and you say, I, I, I'm not like Amy, but I have a daughter that's like Amy. Oh, I love my daughter so much. I, they need to be touched by God's power. We're here to agree with you in prayer late in the midnight hour. Tell me, Amy, now, was there? this, this seems like the lowest point yeah. that you've ever had go on from here
2: so i heard that voice and it startled me and i i literally pushed myself away from this edge and i, I, I looked back to see if anybody was there nobody was there and i had this just this knowing feeling that i can't do this i, I just cannot do this so i stepped back and you think that's where the story gets good but that night i got in a fight with my ex-boyfriend and you know three years of rage was built up inside of me, and I punched him. Right in the face. Right in the face. <laughs> After three years of taking it. Um, and, you know, I, I did that, and I paid the consequences from it, and I, I went to jail for three days, and I got charged with domestic violence. And
1: Wow, you got charged with it.
2: I got charged, and, and they put me in the psych ward part of the jail because he had told them that I had so many problems and issues and that I was suicidal because of that night. And they put me in there and will it was just me in a paper gown on a cement floor for three days.
1: And no phone, no t v nothing no books
2: nothing, nothing absolutely nothing. What was
1: going through your mind?
2: I was scared to death. I had no idea. I thought where we you know it doesn't get any worse than this. Where am I right now and i but you know, Chris, I had this knowing in my in my heart that. Something was going to change. I didn't know how. I didn't know what, but I knew something was going to change as soon as I could just get out. I just needed to get out of there. That's all I knew.
1: Well, we want to hear about what that was in just a second. We have Deborah online, too. Deborah, you're on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast. How are you tonight, Deborah?
4: Okay. Thank you so much for taking the call. I um, am just calling in uh, for prayer for myself and some relatives and a good friend. Um, I have a cousin. His name is Harold. He's been missing since November 20th. Um, A friend of mine, her cousin, was just killed, um, was found, um, and I'm praying for her family. And then this week, I just had to deal with credit fraud. Someone um, sold uh, uh, or cloned some credit information of mine, and... It's just like one thing after another, and I've been standing in the gap for a lot of people, and I just feel like I've uh, really been attacked by the enemy.
1: Well, I'm going to have Sister Amy pray for you, okay, Sister Deborah? Okay, and thank you. And she's gonna, we're going to touch and agree, and we're going to halt the attack of the enemy. Go ahead, Amy. Okay.
2: Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, for Deborah. I thank you, Lord, that you have positioned this time right now where, where you had her listening. And Lord, I just thank you, God, that, that you have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I, I thank you in this moment, God, that you have given us the privilege to be able to partake in this divine activity, God, of praying for one another. So, Lord, in the, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask you, Lord, just to, to touch Deborah in such a way, God, that, that she has the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that you are going to make her a light to other people to be able to pour in, God. To others and to be able to to give you know encouragement and inspiration to others, God and Lord I thank you in this moment, God that you are going to just do such a work in her life and God I thank you that you know during this time right now Satan we just bind you we say in the name of Jesus you cannot touch her finances you cannot touch her identity either it's spiritual or in the natural you cannot touch her identity you cannot go near her or her family so we bind that we break it in the name of Jesus and Lord we give you all the glory and God we give you all the praise for this in Jesus name.
1: Amen. Amen. Sister Deborah. we want you to stay up with us at info at chrispalmerministries.com. Let us know your testimony, okay?
4: Okay. What was the website again?
1: Well, you can go and email me personally at okay. info at chrispalmerministries.com, okay?
4: Okay. Thank you. Yeah, want... I've been... uh. Standing in the gap for others, I'm looking for full time work, and okay. I just keep plugging forward. <laughs> okay,
1: well, Sister Deborah, we're here for you. You know, I'm I'll be at Supernatural at, at March 8th in Novi at the Baronet Renaissance Hotel. I'd love to meet you, and okay. uh, if you get a chance, can we to-
4: get the information at um, from the radio station?
1: Uh, you could call in and they could give you that, but uh. You know, what you can do is email me at info at chrispalmerministries.com, and I'll send you all the okay, information.
4: Info at chrispalmer, P-A-L-M-E-R.
1: Yep, info at chrispalmerministries.com.
4: Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, the prayer.
1: Okay, God bless you. I'll be looking to hear from you now. God bless you. All right. We have Sharon on line three. Sharon, how are you tonight?
4: Hi, how
1: are you? I'm doing wonderful, my sister. How are you?
4: Oh, I'm blessed.
1: God bless you. What can we do for you tonight? I'm going to have Sister Amy pray for you. What is it that we could stand in the gap for tonight?
4: I, I'm one of the ones with the severe stomach problem.
1: How long have you been in stomach pain for?
4: Um, I've had this problem uh, for several years, but right now I have uh, bowel blockage.
1: Wow. Well, we're going to pray. And I want
4: total uh, deliverance from this uh, spirit to be cast out of my stomach, all the various problems that I've had.
1: Okay. I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. This is what I want you to do. Lay your hand on your stomach, okay? Yes. Okay. Now, when I pray, the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to touch your body. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not in just word, but in power. Okay? There is a power, and it is so strong, it looses and undoes the work of the enemy in your life. Okay? Yes. Let me pray for you tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. I take authority over every foul spirit of harassment and torment in Sharon's life. I break your power, devil, in the name of Jesus. Loose this woman's stomach. Loose it now in the name of Jesus. I break your power now. I command you to loose your grip off her stomach. In the name of Jesus, I command every organ, every joint, every tissue, Go in order now in the name of Jesus. Yes. I command deliverance and freedom. I loose her now in the name yes. of Jesus. And I command you to be pain-free now in Jesus' name. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, what I yes. want you to do, Sharon, is I want you to exercise your healing. Go about your house. Thank God for what He has done in your life. And we're going to get back to Amy's testimony. But I want you to email me at info at Chris dot com, okay? Yes. And there's a spirit of fear operating in your life. I don't know why you're so afraid of, but the Lord just told me, you have fear all in your life. I see you sitting in your home just just worrying and toiling. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I loose yes. Sharon from fear. You've yes. been having a hard time sleeping at night. You have been you awake in the middle of the night. I see you just being tormented with bad dreams and thoughts of the past. There's a husband oh, that you, you had in your life. You had a husband that was yes. abusive. And it just went, I loose this now yes. in Jesus' name. And I yes. command you, be free. Now, in the, yes. yes. in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be free in Jesus' name. I command eight hours of sleep. There's pills that you have for sleeping. I command in Jesus' name, throw them away. God says that he is the one that sustains you while you sleep. And I thank you for it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Shannon you've been set free. I want yes. you to email me at info at chrispalmerministries.com, my sister, okay? All right, then. God bless you. We love you. We love you, okay, Sharon? Jesus loves you. All right. God bless you, okay?
4: All right. God bless
1: you. Be blessed. Amen. Praise God. People at home, if you're listening, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, I was telling someone today that there are people that preach on the power of God, but it's not enough to talk about it. Right, Amy? That's right. You have to see a manifestation of it. Uh, so we're talking about your testimony. Mm-hmm. Let's start talking about the good stuff here, yeah. because we're going to go to break in 10 minutes. Mm. Talk to me now. Your lowest point yeah. was it this moment where you're about to fall off, the, you know, jump off the...
2: It was that in jail. I mean, suicide was the worst, but ending up in jail for the second time was devastating.
1: Now tell me what happens.
2: So, you know, I ended up going home and still stayed with this guy. And this is my favorite part of the story. Okay. This is where everything changes. I went to bed one night. Any just it was a regular normal night, and I had this dream.
1: Now before you had the dream, what led up to this dream? That you were, did, 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 you told me he he hurt, tried to hurt you. He threw you off a. Of...
2: Oh yeah, he he would we would get in this fight. I mean on my birthday, I found out he was he had pornography all over his computer. Mm-hmm. He got upset with me and locked me out of the house, kicked me out dead middle of winter, and oh. I didn't have my keys. Nothing, I couldn't go anywhere. So this was the relationship I was in, and you know it broke my parents' heart because they saw it. You know, he would spend the night over at my house all the time. I'd go over there, and you know, we were obviously living in sin. And they would see and hear how he'd treat me, and they just they couldn't do anything about it. And I was so, I was so broken. I, I couldn't leave. Like I just, I didn't feel like there was a way out. And he always told me, you know, Amy, you're so lucky I'm with you because no guy is ever gonna love you. Mm-hmm. He's never gonna want to be with you. No one's gonna put up with you. And I believed it. Three years, I believed every So you find
1: it. this pornography on his computer. What does he do?
2: Oh, he flipped out on me, and he picked me up, literally kicked me out of the house, locked the door. I fell off the balcony. Well, he had these stairs going down all snow, dead middle of winter, right before Christmas. On my birthday, I ended up sitting outside for a couple hours in the cold, and I ended up just...
1: Were you unconscious?
2: Oh, no, I was awake. I was crying, but, you know, at this point, I was so numb to everything. So numb to everything. It didn't hurt me anymore. It didn't bother me. I just had to figure out a way to make it up to him. Wow. I was always constantly walking on eggshells, pretty much.
1: Wow. Three one three eight three eight one zero three five. if you're listening in. I'm here with Minister Amy Basil. We want to pray with you. Now, Amy, talk to me. Go on with your story.
2: So, about a week and a half, two weeks later, I was drinking like normal, Uh, Smoking weed, you know, it got to the point where I was actually smoking weed with cocaine laced in it. Wow! And I already have, you know, in the natural, I was told I I didn't have a good heart at the time. So I, and I was addicted to Adderall. I was taking up to almost 100 milligrams a day of Adderall, Hmm. and I was just very addicted to everything. Everything my hand touched, I became extremely addicted to it.
1: And this is, you know, if you're listening and you're listening to Amy's testimony, I never knew Amy. When she was, you know, when when you see Amy, she's got she's full of joy, she's full of light, she's full of laughter, you know, she's full of the Holy Ghost, and you know, I've never known this side of her before. You wouldn't know it if you looked at her. Um, go ahead.
2: So, I was in, you know, involved in all these things, and I I knew I could not get out of it by myself. I, I literally thought I'm going to marry this man, we're going to move in together, I'm going to end up just being a wife with kids and addicted to every single drug and alcohol. Any kind of liquor, beer. I mean, I was the girl that was drinking 12, 13, 14, 15 beers a night. Wow. Easily. Because Mm. I had alcoholism that ran on both sides of the family. Mm -hmm. And I just, I operated it. I operated in it so well. I hid everything so good. Not a lot of people knew.
1: There's people like that. You're listening tonight. You're hiding things. There is, tell the people, there is escape from alcoholism, right?
2: Oh, there definitely is.
1: There's escape for drug addiction. Definitely. I have a good friend in Chicago. He's a pastor. He was addicted to methadone. The chances of getting off methadone is 90% of people, 9 in 10, die from it without ever getting off of it. Um, But go ahead with your story, Amy.
2: So I went to bed one night, and I had this dream. And, you know, I first want to say this before I tell you the dream. I had completely thought Jesus had written me off by now. I knew the right way to live. I was, you know, statistically speaking, I didn't come from a household that was broken. I had two parents that are still married to this day. And, um, you know, so I had all the odds for me, I guess you could say, uh, family-wise. But nonetheless, I, I still did my own thing. So, you know, I ended up getting to the point where I went to bed one night and I had this dream. And what had happened was in this dream, I'm standing on this very large hill and I looked down, and I could see this path going all the way down, and I I saw this little tiny town, and in the middle of this town was a big, huge, white building, and I was with people. I don't remember who they were, but I had asked them. I said, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? That's all I could say. That's the only question I kept asking. Nobody would answer me, and I was starting to get very frustrated, so I, I looked to this one man, and I said, where is he? I need to find him right now. I need to find him, and he said, He's down in that white building, but you can't go in there because every single person in that building is sick. And if you walk into that building, you're going to get sick as well. Well, with my little hot temper, Italian attitude in my dream, I look at him and I say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go see him. And I traveled on alone, which is key. Everybody that was with me did not want to come. So I traveled down and I walk into this big white building. And I'll never forget it. It had white marble floors, white marble walls. Beautiful. I remember how clean it was because things were literally sparkling. And off in the distance, straight ahead, I'd heard two voices, one man and one woman. So I followed these voices and I start walking into the center and all of a sudden I look and I look to my right and next to the wall was Jesus and an older woman. Hmm. And I immediately put my head down because I felt so ashamed I knew that he knew every single thing I'd ever done and I've been ignoring him for so long. So I started to stumble my way towards him and I kept my head down the whole time and I shuffled my feet and I'll never forget I saw his feet and I saw the marks in his feet. Wow. And they were they were there. They were like healed. Mm-hmm. You could tell Scarred the huge over. scars, huge. They were you know a lot of the pictures show maybe like a golf ball size. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Wow. Because I believe when I saw that that you know all that weight on his feet mm-hmm. when it was nailed tore into his. Feet. You're saying
1: it was accurate. This was this was very, the living Jesus.
2: Very accurate, and I could see where the nail mark, came, all that weight being on there, was ripping down into his to his feet where his toes were. So he had very long scars in his feet, and I remember it made my stomach sick because I didn't know, but my the spirit knew. Mm -hmm. what he had done. And there was an older woman next to me and she was hunched over. She could barely walk and she was crying and crying and crying. And you know what I love about it is Jesus just listened. He didn't do anything. He didn't get all extravagant and start yelling. He listened to everything that she said. And when she finally stopped, he reached his hand out and he touched her. And instantly she started glowing with this light and light was shooting out from her up into the sky and it was like she was this big beam of light, like almost like those lights that you see that kind of like, yeah. hello, come here. Mm-hmm. And um Spotlight. Yeah, she was this living light, and it was shining up into the sky, and she started rejoicing and praising. And then he shifted his whole body, and he looked right at me. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness gracious, this is it. He's surely going to tell me, Amy, you've done too much. You've done way too much. You knew me, and you still turned away. And, you know, right when I went to go verbally say, I'm so sorry. You know, when, when I've had other dreams of Jesus, but when we speak, we don't speak verbally to one another. It's intimate. It's in our thoughts. He
1: read your heart.
2: He read everything that I was thinking. And he spoke back to me, right straight to my heart. And right when I was about to say, I'm so sorry, he said, it's okay.
1: He knew what you were going to say before you had a chance to say it. Way
2: before I was going to say it. He knew the minute I stepped. He knew I was coming. I had an appointment with Jesus, and I didn't even really realize it. You know, that night when I was going to bed, he knew the whole dream was purposed. So I went to go say, I'm sorry. And he says, it's okay. And I remember just starting to sob and I saw his hand come up and that's when everything changed right there. What did he do? He lifted his hand up and he touched me and instantly I woke up and I know I was awake for two reasons. I heard my ceiling fan in my room and I heard the TV on in my room Mm -hmm. and I'm laying there in my bed and I felt like I was I was very paralyzed. I couldn't hardly move. And I went to go cry out because I was living at my parents' house. I went to go cry out for my mom to help me because I was so deathly afraid. And I felt something at the edge of my bed. And it wasn't a fear of a demonic type fear. It was a fear as if I was going to get crushed because this being was so large and so massive and so big. And it started hovering towards me and walking towards me. And I tried you know, curling up in the fetal position, but I was like a dead man. I could not move. And all of a sudden... I felt this hand, and this is the only way I can describe it to you. If you were to take your pinky finger, look mm-hmm. at the nail on your pinky finger. Mm-hmm. If you were to take that and you put that into the center of your other palm, that is how big my hand felt in this other hand. Wow. And it was crushing. The strength of it was amazing. But the minute that the hand took me and literally squeezed so tight, there were places in me, Chris, that I didn't even know were empty until they were filled, if that makes sense. Wow. And I just, I cried, I wept. And all of a sudden, I felt this warmth come over my whole body, and I heard this voice in my left ear. And when I wrote down the dream, I wasn't saved yet, you know. So I wrote down the dream. I put, and it sounded like he was talking in another language. Well, I believe now it was, you know,
1: heavenly language. Yes,
2: and it was this beautiful, uh, this man voice, and he was saying something to me, and saying something to me. And later on, um, you know, down the road, God finally revealed to me what that was, what was said.
1: And we're gonna find out what that was. In just a moment, we're going to take your calls when we come back. We have to cut to break. 313-838-1035. We'll take your calls when we come back. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with Amy Basil's testimony.
0: WMUZ Detroit, in crystal clear digital HD at 103.5 FM and from anywhere in the world at WMUZ.com.
1: And we're back on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. We're going to go to the phone lines. We have Monique. Monique, you're on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. How are you tonight? Monique, you still there. Okay. Can we pray for you tonight, sister? Yes,
4: I, I, I want prayer for healing, financial breakthrough. Actually, I want healing from the crown of my head to the tips of my toes.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to have Sister Amy...
4: Especially, I have a chronic pain on my left side.
1: You have chronic pain on your left side?
4: Yes, and uh, recently they diagnosed me with fist uh, in my liver. Okay. Uh, yes.
1: Well, I'm going to have Sister Amy pray for you. She's seen healing. Uh, go ahead, Sister Amy. I want you to pray for Sister
2: Monique right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God for your child, Monique. And Satan, we just speak to you right now and we say, take your hands off of her left side. I say, take your hands off of the liver. I thank you, God, that all sits are completely healed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I, we just pr- pr- prophetically give you praise right now in this moment, God. We thank you, Lord, that right now faith is building in this moment. And Lord, I just feel like you're saying right now that there's something going on in her mind. There's a lot of confusion, a lot of fear, and a lot of doubt. And the Lord is saying, do not fear, do not worry, do not doubt. For if you look into my word, you will see that I am faithful and true in all circumstances, in all seasons, in all areas of life. So, Lord, I thank you in this moment, God, that your healing touch has already touched her 2,000 years ago, Lord, and all she needs to do right now is receive it. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this. Amen. Praise God. Mm-hmm.
1: Sister Monique, we love you. Send us your testimony at info at chrispalmerministries.com. God bless you, my sister, okay? What's that, Chris, what? It's uh, info at yes. It's info at Chris Palmer dot com. Okay. And we're doing a service, uh, Sister Monique, March eighth in Novi at the Renaissance Hotel, uh at seven thirty PM. It's free. We want you to come out for it, okay? Uh
4: much what, what hotel is that
1: again? It's the Baronet Renaissance Hotel. It it's right across the street from the no uh, from the twelve oaks mall. Yes. And it's at two seven 790 Novi Road. And it's Friday, March the 8th at 7.30 p.m. And I'll be there praying for people. Okay?
4: We will hope we'll, hope we'll get that information again.
1: Okay, you can, go, you can find it at com. Okay. God bless you, sister.
4: Bless you, too.
1: All right. Amy, go ahead and finish up with your testimony. Now, you're at the point where Jesus, uh, you, you know, you're seeing him. He touches you. You wake up. You have a hand in your hand. Go ahead and finish that up
2: so this hand grabs you know my hands and the only way I can describe it to you is I was filled with love and you know there's parts of me that were so empty I did not even realize they were empty until he he touched those areas and he completely just filled me you know he never he never leaves us to where we it's so crazy we're, we want more but we're filled mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. and I, I just I knew in that moment I was in love with this man who was in love with me yet yeah, I didn't really know him but I knew he knew me and he was so, he was so beautiful. I mean, I know you hear that a lot, but when I say beautiful, I mean, the, the word doesn't even really come close to what he looked like. You know, I remember his feet and, you know, the marks on his feet. And when, when he talks, I've had other dreams of him, you know, um, before. And when, when he talks, he's so, he's so exuberant. He uh-huh. uses his hands and uh-huh. he's always excited about things. And he, there's one time I had this dream and he said, Amy, I'm more excited about, your your calling and your dreams, and you are. Wow. I've been waiting, you know, all this time.
1: And if that's the case with you, mm-hmm. is that the case with everybody else listening? Everybody. Tonight?
2: He is no respecter of persons. And what I love about that is, you know, there's people, I was in prayer, you know, for to, for tonight, and there, the Lord kept putting on my heart that, you know, God, he is more excited about your dreams and your callings than, than you are. He's been waiting. You know, the minute you were born, he was waiting for me especially, 23 years, he was waiting 23 years to finally get it and, to, you know, to start operating in it. and.
1: So when you woke up from this dream, were you delivered instantly from all that stuff? Instantly. There was, you didn't have to go to any, you didn't have, now listen, I want you to listen if you're, if you're hearing this tonight and you doubt the supernatural power of God, you doubt the existence of Jesus, you doubt the existence of God, how can medical science prove this? I challenge you, write me at info at com and I want to hear your answers this week. How can medical science account for a woman that's depressed, mm-hmm. addicted to how many different drugs? Oh, At least six. And full of shame from sexual abuse. Years. Years of it. Years of promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Years of sleeping around. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up from a dream where she sees Jesus. And you, you have not gone back into that lifestyle. No. How does... Okay, people that, that uh, you don't believe in God, email me. This week, info at com. I want to hear your best answers. But... Now, what happened from this? Did you start preaching? What happened?
2: So, you know, in that moment, the only way I can describe it is the Bible was no more a book of stories to me. I literally lived what I was reading.
1: You started having revelation knowledge.
2: Yes. And it was beautiful.
1: I want to know about, you You told me a week later, Mm -hmm. you started praying in other tongues. I want people that are listening tonight to know the importance of not just being saved and going to heaven and knowing Jesus. But I want to know about the baptism of power, the baptism of Mm. fire, the Holy Ghost.
2: It was the most powerful thing. I grew up in another denomination where they didn't speak of that. We didn't believe in that. So it was very new to me. And I went to this young college group um, out in Oakland, and I went up to the altar, very broken crying out to God, asking him just to you know, help me. I, I had been saved from everything, but I was still in that relationship, and I knew I needed to get out, and I needed the strength to get out. So I'm at the altar, and I'm crying out to God. And you know, my friends joke about it now. They say, you are the crying, screaming girl at the right. altar. We had no idea who you were. And all of a sudden, I found myself speaking in a whole other language. And I, honestly, I got embarrassed at first because I had no idea what it was. And that showed me that I didn't need to understand every little intricate detail about it. I knew that I was filled in that moment with the Holy Ghost and it completely set me on fire. And the way I can describe it to people is, you know, if you have a piece of paper that's on fire and you have another piece of paper that's not on fire and you put it next to it, Mm. those flames are shooting off. So once the more it gets engulfed by flames the higher the flames get. So whatever's sitting next to it, whatever's next to it, it's going to eventually catch that on fire. And that is how I describe my life when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I was still to this day have been set on fire so strong that people come near me and they get put on fire and they they want the things that I have. And it's just, it's beautiful because God will do it for anybody. And if he did it for me and how bad I was. He
1: can do it for anybody. He
2: will do it for anybody.
1: Let's go to the phones. We have John. John, welcome to the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. What can we do for you tonight, my brother?
5: I'm I'm calling for prayer for my wife. Um, She has been married for 15 years, and um, in that time, she's gone off on several uh, um, infidelity times, and um, every time, the other person was very abusive. And um, actually, I'm her second husband. Her first husband was very abusive and i just with amy's testimony it sounded so much like i wonder if that's you know what's wrong with her if that's you know if she's got this shame if she's got you know this deep seated um thing within her that that she's you know trying to to boy you know that she's trying to fill and you know or uh, we're, we're hanging on it was good times and bad times right now it's not too bad but i'm i'm always afraid it's going to happen again that you know something's going to happen and and mm-hmm. You know it's going to happen again. One one of her boyfriends beat her up a few years back, or kind of pushed her around, and and she called the police on me. I went to jail for it, hmm. and um and had to go through you know um uh, you know was was accused of abuse and had to go through all this you know abusive um training and mm-hmm. you know classes and stuff like that. And I just um. Well, we have... Your testimony just rang so true with, you know, what it seemed like she's going through, and I just want to pray, you know, for her to have a breakthrough, for her to have the touch, the dream, the...
1: Yes. Well, John, we're going to we're gonna pray for you. Amy, you have three minutes. Go ahead and minister to John.
2: Yeah, John, um, what's your wife's name? Um, pardon me? What is your wife's name?
5: Her, her name is Kim.
2: Kim. And, you know, while while you were speaking, I heard the Lord say that there's nothing that goes unnoticed. He is seeing every single thing. You know, he sees the, the very deep hurts of your heart, how you want to help her, but you feel like you're, you're helpless and you don't really know how to handle the situation. And when you, when you spoke of her, I heard the Lord say she needs a renewal of mind. She has a lot of strongholds built up in her mind um, from past relationships. And there's also, there's also um, you know, there's bondages and there's spiritual soul ties that are caused. And the spiritual soul ties that are caused by that are because of you know sexual relationships or even time spent with somebody. So we're going to go ahead and pray and we're going to break those off. We're going to stand in agreement together. Okay, John? Okay. okay Father in the name of Jesus Lord I thank you right now God that, that you have given such clarity and revelation to the situation and Satan we serve you notice we return every single tactic back to you as void in the name of Jesus we break and we sever every single spiritual soul tie every single stronghold Satan I say take your hands off of her life you cannot control her she is not willingly giving this to you so Lord we stand in the gap as two people and come together Lord we stand right now and we say in the name of Jesus that she is set free we declare A renewal of mind over her. We thank you, God, that in this very moment there is going to be such a profound awakening to the things that she's gone through, God, and we speak healing. We profess it, we declare it, and we claim it in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for John. I thank you that you are strengthening him in this moment. I thank you, God, that right now, even though there's parts in his heart right now that he is feeling like he cannot go on or he has confusion, we break all confusion. And I, Lord, I thank you that you said that you see everything that he has gone through. Nothing has gone gone unnoticed and Lord we thank you for that. So Lord I thank you that in this moment God you are ministering to his heart right now. I thank you God that you're going to start giving him divine revelation and clarity as to how to handle this situation. To be a man that stands in the gap for his wife to pray for her deliverance and her healing. So Lord we just prophetically give you praise for these things God and we give all the glory and all the honor to you for them in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. John we want you to keep up with us. Info at chrispalmerministries.com uh you can email me and we can connect you with Amy and uh continue to pray for you as you continue to move forward. Okay, brother?
5: All right, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: God bless you, friend. Bye bye. We're we'll continuing with Amy Basil here on the Transforming Truth Radio Broadcast. Amy is going to be a part of our team this next month, actually, March eighth, two thousand thirteen, at seven thirty PM at the Baronet Renaissance Hotel in Novi, Michigan. We're doing, my ministry is putting on Supernatural, mm-hmm. and uh, it is going to be a free service for your whole family. We're going to be praying for sick people. We're going to be anointing prayer clause. If you are looking to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, to receive what Amy was just talking about, the baptism of the Spirit. I remember, Amy, when I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I was about 13 years of age. I was uh, just in junior high. I remember I was in uh, the guest bedroom of our home, Mm -hmm. and I was reading through the book of Acts, and I saw it was there, and I just lifted my hands, and this other language came upon me, and it set me on fire. And words and things became convincing. The Bible read completely different. It was like I was walking uh, in the, through the living Word of God. It started revealing to me revelation now I have a, bu- a book coming out in a couple of months that will explain all that in detail. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Amy, you run a Bible study mm-hmm. at Oakland Christian Church. Tell the okay. people about it. If you're looking to, to get around, Amy, there's more she could tell you. Tell the people about your Bible study. Just well, two minutes.
2: Okay, I've been doing it for about a year and a half now. And, you know, I started off with two girls. And now, where we have grown so much, I mean, I've seen as close to 50 women come through there. Oh. And uh, what I do is my passion is for people to truly know their identity in Christ because I believe that is what. I suffered from. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know I was loved. I didn't know what he did for me. So that is my passion. I want to train women and show them that, you know, you don't have to be who you've been before. You don't, you don't have to live a life that is pleasing to the world, but so far from God. And um, so every Thursday, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, we meet in the main sanctuary at Oakland Church. And
1: Where's Oakland Church at?
2: Uh, it's at the corner of Adams and Silverbell in Oakland Township, Michigan. It's actually, that is my home church, and I work there under uh, Pastor... Dominic and Amira Russo,
1: and that is a one. People. And if you're looking for a church and you live in the Ro, is it Rochester Hills?
2: It's, technically, it's Rochester, Oakland. It's an amazing church, spirit-filled church. We love, we love serving. We love people. We love the Lord.
1: And if you're looking for a church in that area, I know the Russos. They're the most. Their whole family is the most genuine people, Holy Ghost-filled, bringing great speakers. That is a wonderful church for you to get plugged into. They believe in prayer, mm-hmm. the power of God. And Amy's Bible studies there on yes. Thursday nights. Yes. And they have a college group that's, you know, doing great things for the kingdom of God. Yes. Um so if you're looking to connect with Amy, you can find her Thursday nights at Oakland Christian Church. Yep. What time say that time again? Seven
2: o'clock to eight o'clock.
1: Seven o'clock to eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Amy, one more question. Yes. You're a part of our team for Supernatural on March eighth. For anybody that's not been to a supernatural service, you'll be there. Mm -hmm. Tell the listeners why they should be there on March 8th.
2: You know, because you, that was my first conference I ever went to. And I always looked at it as it was a way of, you know, seeing things. But here's the thing that I loved. You are a part of it. You're not an audience member. You know When you are sitting there and you're listening to Reverend Chris speak, you are literally taking in that word and you're becoming a living testimony to it. And when people are getting healed, you're seeing that faith. And just like the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, mm-hmm. she, she saw it. She witnessed it for the first hand, the power of who Jesus was. And she went out and she swept through her town and just sent revival through. Wow. So come out. And I'm, t- I'm telling you, it is the most amazing thing that you'll see. You're going to see people set free of spiritual bondage, you know, mind, body, things heal. I, that was the first time I've ever saw people's body actually healed. Wow. In testimonies right there on the spot, right at the altar, healed instantly. And they could give a testimony. And they had family members around who, who knew their background, what they had gone through. It was absolutely phenomenal. So you have to come out.
1: Praise God. Friday March 8th, Mm -hmm. 7.30 p.m., the Baronet Renaissance Hotel, 27790 Novi Road in Novi, Michigan. Whole ballroom is reserved. It's free for all ages. We want you to come out. Bring your faith and bring your expectation. God is going to heal you and save you and set you free. On tomorrow at 3 p.m., I'll be preaching at Pastor Reed's Church at the Embassy Suites in Southfield, Michigan, 3 o'clock p.m. Bring someone that needs a touch from God. We love you. We are believing God for you. We want you to know that the supernatural power of God has not changed. Jesus Christ, Amy, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Who he was yesterday is who he is today. What he did, the miracle healing power of God that's in the Bible that swept through Canaan, swept through Judea. Swept through Nain, swept through Jerusalem. He was the greatest power that ever walked, and he's even he is unchanged. He is the living Messiah, the mighty Jesus, and he wants to set you free. And if he has to visit you in a dream or speak to you, he's going to do whatever he can to find you. He's looking for you tonight, friend. Mm -hmm. He loves you. Amy, pray for the people real quick. 30 seconds.
2: Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for every single listener that is listening right now. God, I ask you just to make yourself so tangible and known to them in this moment. And Lord, I thank you, God, that there is healing that is taking place right now by faith alone. And God, I just, Lord, I just thank you right now in this moment, Lord, that there is going to be divine clarity and revelation that is going to be sweeping across every single person right now that is tuned in and listening. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise for all the mighty things that you're doing, not only here in Michigan and in Detroit, but all over the world. We stand together for that, God. And we thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. God bless you. We'll be back next week, 12, 15 a.m., same time, same station. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.
0: Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com. Or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chris Palmer Ministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Wald Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Light.